Here's the snapback. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin scores! A 49-yard field goal! And Indiana leads 27-24! Oh, it's an end around one to go. Rolling out of the pocket to his strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Caught touchdown. Fried Fogle again. Insert big person pun here. This is the OEO podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. I'm running solo or kind of solo. Uh, no Brandon today. So we're blessed by the presence of just our producer from Purdue. Seth. Whoa, whoa. So you can find me on Twitter, your host. That's at Bragley, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. You can find our producer from Purdue. Seth. You don't you don't want to find me. On Twitter if you want to. He's a terrible follow. <laughs> it, it's at S-E-T-A-H-5. That's for some reason some sort of SETA 5 on Twitter. And he's private, so he's going to have to accept you. Um, All the Purdue play-by-play you could possibly want. Yes, and it's like it's a lot. So lots, lots of exclamation marks. Yeah, (laughs) it's actually a pretty funny follow during football season. So maybe you should follow him during football season. So speaking of football, let's talk about football. Let's talk about the defensive line. Um, IU traditionally runs a four-two-five formation. I don't know if you know what this means, Seth, or anybody else listening. That means four down linemen two linebackers, five defensive backs, or some sort of uh, configuration of defensive players. Usually, for us, that's two safeties, two corners, and a, a Husky. So, let's get into what we think is going to be the spring depth chart. I'm assuming I'm going to be carrying this quite a bit. You can just kind of jump in. Um, I wore I wore Old Navy Husky-sized jeans when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> that's, remember, the contra- that's the level of contribution i'm providing today <laughs> i do remember buying my mom bought me a pair of maybe she didn't buy i just remember seeing the tag husky like on the sticker like size 12 husky or something. it was in the store 16 husky is that a thing i have no idea we'll, we'll know the... soon enough yeah in the store well we're not even talking about the husky position today <laughs> but we were in the store. I don't think she bought Huskies for me. If anybody wants to buy me a pair of jeans now, I'm 34, 32 skinny. That's okay. Um, all right. Um, humble on. brag. Yes. <laughs> They're very tight <laughs> along my waist, but I squeeze into them like a, like a woman in the 1990s jean commercial or something. Um, okay. Let's talk about the defensive line. Um, we're going to start with the defensive ends and then move to the interior defensive tackles, um, which there was a lot of rotation there last year. Really along the line, there's a lot of rotation. So we'll see some new faces, at least one new face, I would think that's going to start. Um, we'll talk about some of the impact players that will kind of rotate their way in like you would see on any other defensive line in the country. So starting in my most solid guess as far as a starter would be uh, the returning junior or sophomore, I don't know. I say this every pod now, whenever we talk about their rising, class, nobody knows. rising junior. So rising junior. There you go. Sounds good. Uh, James head junior. 
So he's coming off a of 2020, which again, it was only eight games in all conference. Um, 2020 he had one and a half sacks and one forced fumble. So not a whole lot of stuff coming on here. I think you'll kind of see a trend um, with some of these stats that I'll read off with our current defensive lineman. Not the most statistical Productive. compiling bunch, I guess. Definitely not the strength, I'd say, of the defense. But I think we've got some incoming people that may be able to make a, a difference. And um, they were young. I mean, they were all all sophomores um, or or maybe a junior playing along the line with the exception of Javon Swan. So um, the other defensive end is that transfer, that transfer, <laughs> a transfer coming in from Ole Miss. Um, Riders on the storm. Yes, Ryder Anderson. He is a senior. I know that for a fact. Um, one to play one, I believe. Uh, I said for a fact, and then I said, I believe afterwards. So no, again, I have no idea. Uh, for his career, he has seven sacks, one forced fumble, one fumble recovery, which came last year, uh, where he had two and a half sacks. So a little bit of an improvement off the edge and just one player. Uh, he's going to bring a ton of experience, obviously coming from the SEC. Um, the good from... thing is he's, he's played against the guys he's going to practice against. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. He actually had, I think, uh, a yeah, he had one sack in the bowl game. I was going to say, I thought it was a sack or a fumble. I couldn't remember which, but yeah. Yeah, he had a sack. I think only WAP fumbled, so uh, I don't think he was involved on that one. But uh, so he had a sack uh, against us. So it's nice for him to uh, come on over to the good side and uh, finish his career off in the Big Ten, which is a better conference anyway, and um, see what he can do oh, over boy. there. <laughs> Letting go. it slide, letting it slide. Yeah. Well, I'm going to make sure I hashtag SEC and Ole Miss in there so I can get some good Facebook comments out of that one. Uh, when, when Zaxby's is sponsoring your uh, <laughs> your your game of the week, that's when you know you've made it. Right, right. The Zaxby's, yeah. I ordered Zaxby's one time, DoorDash. I think it was like the driest crap chicken I've ever had. As, well, a, chicken, I mean, as a chicken tender connoisseur, it's weak. Yeah, not great. Give me, give me Raisin Cane's any day of the week. Give me Popeye's. Well, that too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Football. Yeah, okay. Football. Back to football. Sorry. <laughs> Producer um, <hat>. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so moving to the interior, this is where it's going to be hard to determine who is going to start. I think Jonathan King is a definite starter. Uh, Red shirt junior should be uh, coming in off of 2020 with one sack. And I'm not going to get into the tackles. He had a ton of tackles, but one sack and one interception. Weird enough. Um, I think he's a, I think he's a player. I think he's really coming into his own, uh, came in with James head jr. And, um, James Miller in the same class out of Florida. That's when we really started to pull in a lot of these Florida kids. Uh, he red shirt one year, red shirted red chat. I don't know. Um, so who knows what his class is anymore with COVID and everything, but either way, I think he gets to start at one tackle. The other start, I think, I think, is going to go to, do you want to say his name? No, C.O. <laughs> C.O. Nofo Agatotoa. Not, 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 not going to work here anymore. Yes. Well, he is going to work here. Well, he's yeah. going to be a junior as is tradition, but who knows? Uh, coming off of 2020, he's got one TFL and one pass deflection. So not great as far as like the big stats go for the D for the D line. But I think he slides into one of the starting spots. 
The other player that would be a candidate for that spot immediately would be uh, Demarcus Elliott. Brandon, I know, is a huge fan of Demarcus Elliott. Uh, he's a senior JUCO transfer um, from a few years ago. Really surprised a lot of people coming in. Um, he had an off year last year. No sacks, no big-time plays. Um, but that's coming off of his first year with the team where he was he was kind of a monster. So some other players that will slide in and out. Uh, CJ Person, who is a sophomore, coming off of a pretty good freshman uh, debut season. Um, <clears throat> Antoine Whitner, a big recruit that we had come in uh, a few years ago. He'll be a redshirt sophomore at deep tackle. Um, somebody I've been waiting to explode. Been waiting for him to hit the field and do something. Uh, at DN would be the four-star recruit out of Carmel, Indiana, Bo Robbins. Yeah, yeah. So I'd like to see him get some run um we really need help off the edge i think the interior part of the line is pretty pretty well taken care of uh with king and co and and demarcus elliott cj person's really nice too he got a couple starts last year if i don't uh i mean i guess if i do remember right uh the other d end i think that might see some time would be caleb murphy uh red shirt sophomore um <clears throat> haven't heard a lot about him played a little bit last year uh, but didn't record any stats worth noting. So um, do you have any input? I know that defensive yeah. line on Indiana is not much of your, you know. Well, there are two guys that I'm, I'm quite familiar with. Um, Bo Robbins is a guy I expected. A, again, he's a redshirt sophomore. I'm not the guy who's setting the expectations. I don't know what that is. But he was, you know, Purdue, we missed out on him. Um so I was hoping that he'd be one of those guys who tear it up at IU and kind of, I don't want to say rub it in our face, but be like, all right, well, <laughs> you know, we lost out on a really good one. You don't want him to, to be awful. And then it's like, oh, well, <laughs> we busted our ass recruiting a guy and he turned us down and he still sucked anyways. Um, so, you know, you kind of want the guy to do well. Um, I, I, I think I'm on the same page as you. I expect him to improve dramatically. Um, I would think that he'll probably be your biggest I know, again, incoming guys, uh, you have you have Ryder Anderson, so he'll probably be the most instant impact guy, but I think he'll be an upgrade as far as depth in the pass rush should be concerned. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just to give him some sort of credit, uh, he was named Defensive Scout Team Player of the Year last year. Um, Good for him. Also academic All-Big Ten selection. So he's getting None recognition, has, yeah. at least from the team. Uh, just didn't really see any, he saw no game action at all, actually played a little bit, um, in the 2019 season against Eastern Illinois and Purdue, but didn't really record any sort of stats that were, oh, that's noting, where it was. So. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say, I know I saw him in uniform on a field. Okay. Yeah. It would have been the Purdue game. Yeah. Whenever you see a giant, a giant man wearing the number 41, that's him. So, <laughs> um, he is 6'5", 254. I, a lot of promise coming off um, his recruiting. So I'd, I'd love to see him hit the field, maybe back up Ryder or James Head um, and bring some sort of pass rush off the edge. So I haven't I mean, really you've had gotta it. Have at least, you've got to have at least three DNs. Yeah, so I mean, be a good third one. Yeah. If I remember right, I mean, have we – I don't think we've had a legitimate good defensive end since Ottawa Gumia. Well, I mean, that's a great defensive end. Uh, <laughs> Greg Middleton, I think was his name. Yeah. Getting that right. 
um, was a beast. You had one guy, guy, but he we had Greg Gooch for, and stuff like for, that. But it was, other issues. So yeah, was D- Darius Latham. Oh well, he was D tackle. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Specifically off the edge. Yeah, right. it was Greg Middleton out of Pike. Mm-hmm. Is that him? Yeah, that was him. Why am I sitting? I'm just sitting here and talking like this. Yeah. So he was he was great. I mean, he's a school third in in career sacks with 23. He graduated in 2009. So I mean, Seems we're, like we're forever ago. Yeah, yeah, forever. I do remember seeing him in against Western Michigan 2009. I went to Western Michigan to go watch it. Ugh. I mean, just unbelievable. So, um, okay. So let's talk about who's coming in. We've touched on Ryder Anderson quite a bit. Uh, he's the big, the big time transfer that's coming in. I mean, I, I say big time, but he's coming with a lot of experience and we know that he can play. So uh, let's get him in here and, and add uh, some sort of a pass rush off the edge. Uh, this one's a little close to home for you. Oh boy, um, here we go. This is my, this is my sweet spot. Yeah. So the other incoming uh, defensive lineman until today, surprise coming up next. Uh, Cooper Jones will be a freshman coming in. He's a high-end three-star out of Valpo, Indiana, which is basically a suburb of Chicago. <laughs> uh, big kid, man. 6'6", 245. Um, Played basketball, too. Yeah, which good feet. Athletic. Yep. Good feet, which is what you need. Uh, doesn't seem to be the speed type off the edge. More of a power guy. Um, yep. I don't care. I do not care what he, he will. Is. He will set an. He'll set an edge. He'll. Yes. He'll help in the run. Whereas I said, you know, I expect Bo Robbins to be a little more of a pass rush guy. I yes. think he's the guy who helps you out in the rush game, um, helping with the zone reads, kind of maintaining the leverage on the edge, trying to force people back inside. Um, I think you know. I don't know. I assume most. You guys are good enough now that you're redshirting most lineman type players to beef them up for at least one year. So I, I you know, I'd expect him to probably redshirt, um, but I also think he's capable because he has the size and the thickness um, to not really need to, you know, add the freshman fifteen or twenty like a normal lineman yeah. would. Yeah. So he did not become an early enrollee, so that's not usually a great sign as far as early playing time goes he was still playing Um, basketball until mid-march so i'm guessing that was he and his brother were like the top two players on the valpo team that i think went to regionals maybe gotcha gotcha i mean he's ranked as a as a top 30 strong side defensive end in the country so um remember they were 5a state runners up two years ago and final four last year his offer list is stout impressive i mean yeah. iowa michigan ohio state central michigan and then uh looks like harbaugh would have got him if he had spent yeah. the night that was down the, at the bottom that, it looks like purdue what do you mean spent the night if harbaugh would have spent the night with him yeah remember that's how harbaugh gets all of his recruits is by sleeping over and climbing trees at their house or whatever <laughs> all that i thought that he just took him out to lululemon and bought him a pair of khakis or something <laughs> he can't i think that's illegal oh okay well, well illegal. um illegal yeah or just like Lululemon just gave him a pair of khakis and then yes, yes. he Keep, dropped make them fun on of me. Floor. I'm from Chicago and I wear Lululemon pants. That's all right. right. All right. Uh, so <laughs> I hinted a little bit. Um, and you can call it what you want. It's a surprise. Happened right before the, we started recording. 
Um, IU did just pick up a transfer from Northern Illinois. It looks like he will be a senior. He's played one, two, three, four years at Northern Illinois. Defensive end, his name's Weston Kramer. Uh, coming in with a career total of three and a half sacks in the MAC. So take that with what you will. Um, he's a world beater. Yes. But he's uh, experienced. You, I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. It was getting the experience part of it in. Um, I was going to look up his actual recruiting page here real quick. Um, but yeah, just having some, some sort of additional um, experience on the line, it would, is, is big. So whether or not he, I mean, Northern Illinois is a decent. Um, They're a Mac program. powerhouse. Yeah. yeah. Per se. Yes. Not a great, I mean, he's a two-star recruit coming out. I mean, take it for what you will. Um, we've talked about recruiting stars and everything. Um, I don't know where Summit Argo, Illinois is. That's where he's from. He went to Merriman Academy. No. Marion, Mar, Marmion, Marmion Academy. Sorry. Sorry to whatever St. Marmion that one is. Um, yeah. So that's what we just got. So welcome, Weston. Should have had you on the pod, bud. Uh, so he'll come in and hopefully make a pretty big difference. He's kind of a, oh, sorry. He's a defensive tackle, not a defensive end. Six one two ninety, So kind of a, just a meatball there in the middle. Run stuffer. Yes. Yep. Yes. So can't have um, those guys though. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so sorry to disappoint everybody that's listening, all three of you, but we have no Brandon, which means we have, no Brando's Randos, which means you just have to listen to me talk about Monon Track Club. Monon Track Club is Indiana's running brand. It's built on a deep love for the sport in the Hoosier State. They craft products, they tell stories, and they create experiences that aim to celebrate, support, and add to Indiana's running culture. I'm not even going to go through all the questions. Go to the website, www.monontrackclub.com. Just pick out whatever you want. Pick out a whole bunch of ish, a whole bunch of it. Throw it into your cart. Type LEO10 in the promo code. Watch what happens. 10% off. Get it all off. Doesn't matter. 10% off. And if you want free shipping, just email Garrett. Just do it. He'll just have you come to his house and pick it up. So <laughs> he loves uh, he loves drop buys. He does, especially from Randos. Uh, from the LEO podcast. So check them out. Check it out for real. It's really good stuff. Really nice products. Uh, the shirts are incredibly soft and durable. Uh, same with the hoodies. Stickers are really cool all over the laptop that I'm recording on right now. Um, super cool dude. IU grad. So support his small business and he will be very appreciative. So and fo- LEO, follow them on Instagram. They do yeah. a lot of, uh, they do a lot of really cool stuff and really try to engage the community. Yeah. And they've got a, um, if you guys don't mind me filibustering for just a second, uh, they do have a little thing coming up for any runners that are on the listening side of the pod. Uh, if you check it out, I th- believe they're at Monon Track Club on Instagram. Is that correct? That sounds right. Okay. Well, either way, you'll, you'll find it. Just search Monon Track Club on Instagram. Check it out. They've got a little uh, little ditty going on with a little bit of an event coming up here. 
uh, Monon versus everybody, which will be the entire Monon trail from Sheridan all the way downtown. So if you really want to go to Sheridan, I was going to say, that um, sounds like a nightmare. Yes. <laughs> Not just the running, but the... No, no, no. the drive may take longer <laughs> than the run. So yeah, check it out. Cool dude, cool brand, uh, cool story behind everything. And uh, you'd be supporting an IU alum. So moving on and getting close to wrapping up, let's check out the crystal ball. Uh, who's the starters? We kind of already went over it. To just taking a stab at the dart in the dark on the defensive line outside of really the edge guys, you could pretty much rotate any of the defensive tackles in and you wouldn't really lose anything as far as overall quality goes. But for me, I did a, a statistical, wow, statistical prediction. Uh, I see Ryder Anderson being very impactful. So I'm going to go with four over, over four sacks. Wait, that's impactful? That's big for us. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> Sorry. We, have, we are Sorry. returning defensive end as one and a half sacks. No, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm going to go four plus sacks. That doesn't I, mean that James Head isn't going to have a huge year either. Yeah, I was, I was going to say probably the better is trying to figure out how many sacks are coming from the D line altogether. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because the, oh, the majority of our sacks came from Mike McFadden. Right. I would guess or cam jones because as much as we blitz those linebackers in the husky position that's where most of the sacks came from last year so most of my four two five experience is coming from ncaa 14 um and <laughs> and all i could tell you is that the d linemen don't pick up a lot of stats because the safeties and the linebackers end up getting all the blitzes um they end up getting all the all the sacks um so I think you guys, as a as a as a D line, uh, I think as long as they're taking up blocks, I don't think the the glory stats necessarily are going to come. You're yep. right. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Yep. So we'll move on to uh, 2022 recruiting buzz. Um, I'm just going to say it. I'll say it now. Um, we did pick up a huge recruit uh, for the 2022 season uh, this week. We picked up three of them really within the last week or so. All of the McCullough's. I was going to say, with the, the last name McCullough, you're coming to IU. Doesn't matter. Uh, we'll get more into uh, Deshaun. Is that his name? Deshaun? Uh, and Dylan Jr. Uh, at, when we talk about the safeties and, and linebackers next week, we'll talk about the linebackers next week. So uh, we'll save that for there. But let's talk about the 2022 recruiting buzz, uh, which is right up Seth's alley. Um, the first one, let's talk about kids, right? So the first one and, uh, probably the, what I would consider maybe the best shot for us, as far as getting a big time impact player out of high school would be Joe Strickland out of Burbuff, which is in Indianapolis here. Uh, he's a four-star recruit. It's really from what I've been reading a lot is between us and Penn state, um, whatever, sort of stock you want to put into the crystal ball they're barely putting any sort of stock into him going into penn state and a lot of times that's on on 24 7 that is and a lot of times that's them just putting somebody in there to get somebody in there so he does have an ov set for 625 um which is always great whenever they schedule an official visit that's always very good news so because you only get five uh the other one coming in a guy that i haven't looked done a whole lot of research on 
uh, another athletic kid, defensive end Zane Durant, uh, 6'2", 250 out of Orlando, another four-star recruit, uh, also has an official visit set for 6'11". And uh, the other big time, as far as uh, highest ranked player that has an official visit that's going to come in is a defensive tackle prospect out of New York, uh, Caleb Artis or Caleb Artis. The six, recruiting five. hub. Yeah, right. New York. Yes. But this kid's oh. huge, dude. Six five two seventy. Um, high Purdue's had style. their heart broken by some New York recruits before. Right. That's all I'll say. Who's that? I don't remember. Some big okay. offensive lineman. Uh, that's it's not it. worth it. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Don't worry about it. He's got no V set for six twenty five. So that's it as far as the recruiting buzz goes. I think Joe Strickland would be a huge pickup. Um, he's got a pretty nice offer sheet as well as Zane Durant. So it would be nice to um, pick up some good edge rushing to replace what we're going to lose in Ryder Anderson and uh, eventually with James Head. So let's uh, get into the position grade. Did you do a grade for this? Yeah, I did. Group? Okay, I well, I'll let around. you go yeah. first. Go All ahead. right. Um, <sighs> so I was leaning towards a TBD because I don't think there's enough information here to really make a, a, a good determination um i'm going to go ahead and give it a c i think this isn't a great um i don't think it's the best core you're going to have right now i think next year they're going to be like an a but i think they need this year of seasoning to really develop into being kind of a fearsome foursome um so i will go ahead and say c but with an asterisk saying that there is a high ceiling on this. So I could be very easily wrong. Well, uh, uh, they, they may mature a little faster than I would expect. Yeah. And I hope you're wrong. So, and Ryder Anderson may be the guy who erases a lot of, you know, a, a lot yes. of zeros across other, you know, in other positions. So, yeah. um, yeah, I, it's just too hard to, too hard to make a determination. I agree. And I think, <sighs> I think you're going to see a big difference just based off the three non-conference games. Um, playing sure, sure, yeah. Eight, I think we played eight games total, so playing the seven Big Ten games that we played should have been eight. Um, kind of skewed a lot of those numbers, or really kept them down because you're talking about. To- I, I don't even care if we're talking about Rutgers or not. You're still talking about pretty high-end talent, definitely higher than what you're going to compare to you know like western kentucky or idaho for example um maybe even hey, higher hey, that's than... where purdue's getting all of our transfers from don't, don't, <laughs> don't speak too ill of those schools <laughs> um so so i think you'll see an uptick in that uh, i gave the position grade a c plus uh kind of the same deal with you tons of potential incoming freshmen and transfers should provide more of a pass rush from the edge the defensive tackles need to be more consistent at stopping the run and pushing the line back um we weren't we were good defense but we weren't great we're definitely not up to um tom allen's standards he wants to be a top 25 defense every year who makes the biggest leap i think that's i'm I'm not going to pull a full brando's rando here but i who makes the biggest i had to guess you think so yeah okay i'd say bo robbins or doesn't ceo have to though he was on the field a bunch to have that few of stats. Um, well, so I mean, his stats, stats were 
impact stats. Yeah. Let's look at CO real quick. His, I used this. There we go. So he did have, he only had five solo tackles, seven assisted tackles, one TFL, one pass deflection. That's it. Uh, I think Jonathan King is going to have a big year. Okay. Um, he had a big year last year out of out of Tampa Bay Tech here, the sophomore. Well, should be a junior, redshirt junior. He had um, defensive tackle. Now, granted, take this with what you want. Three tackles, three assisted, so six total tackles, one TFL, one sack, one interception, and pass deflection. So the kid did okay. We just don't lean enough on our defensive ta- or our defensive line. I think for them to be able to create enough stats, I think they're almost more of block eaters. Oh yeah, like what? Yeah, is that, that's pretty much what they call them on. I was thinking on the offensive line where, well, I guess you're right. Yeah, block eaters, where they would just take up one or two defensive or offensive linemen, and then everybody else around them attacks and swarms, and then they get all the stats. So. That's definitely what CEO's doing. Yeah, and if that's if that if that's his role, great. He's he's doing a great job of it. I'm, but from an impact stat standpoint, you know, you'd like to see a big beefy D end have you know five, six, seven, eight TFLs. Yeah, one of the guys I think might make a decent jump would be Shamar Jones. Uh, he'll be a junior. Didn't really talk about him too much. Defensive tackle, six one two sixty four. You want to talk about? Uh, big boy in the middle. He only had one tackle last year, but he yeah, 264. That's what they list him at. He he looks like he's 264 in his face. <laughs> um, that's oh. not a, not a knock. Not a I knock. was gonna I was um, gonna say cover your tracks, buddy. No, 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 not a knock. So like, <laughs> if you look at him in 2019, yeah, yeah about the same wrong. stats. Yeah, yeah. So eight tackles, two TFLs, a half of a sack in you know scrub duty yeah so i'd like to see him kind of step up a little bit he was a, a decent recruit coming in if i remember right so i don't know i think you guys have depth couple... which is what you want i mean that's the goal it's yeah. just what does the top end do right and we've got a kid out of noblesville too dalton davis six one two sixty two. i don't know where he plays six one two sixty two. um Oh, he played at the University of Finley last year as a true freshman, recorded eight, 11 tackles, five solo, one sack, and two for a loss. So he might be the biggest one. Walk on. Noblesville, baby. Miller time. Enjoy it. That's right. Um, yeah, man, so that's it. So next week, Brandon should be back. He was a last-second scratch, so everybody, sorry about that. Sorry about me just you know, rambling on about Shamar Jones and stuff, but uh, next week we'll get into the linebackers. Um, but until then, be sure to check out the pod on Facebook and Twitter. It's facebook.com backslash podcast LEO. And on Twitter, it's at podcast LEO. You should also re- subscribe, download, rate, review, re-download, resubscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-download, undownload, re-rate, re-review. Yep. Either way. Please do that. We love you. We'll talk to you later, Seth. Talk to you later. Elio. Elio. He said it. Elio. Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio.
You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. Have a great day, Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day, and Elio. Oh, thank you so much, Elio. Well, thanks so much, Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that. Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day. Elio. Awesome. Elio. Elio. Elio.